0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Alicia here. Great to have you back. Now, in a previous episode, we did talk about a service called Amazon Polly. And I know many of you are interested in what it can do and how it works. And I did promise future episodes, and this is one of those. So I'm joined by two guests to talk about this, neither of which are Amazon Polly. Firstly, uh, welcome Robin Dutrecourt, who is a product manager for Amazon Polly. Thank you, Simon. And welcome Felix Deschanel, who is a software development manager, part of the Lumberyard team. Welcome.
1: Thank you, Simon. Happy to be
0: here. Good to have you here. Now, before we continue, our listeners will know about Amazon Polly, but Lumberyard is something that probably a lot of uh, listeners may not have come across simply because it's quite specific as to what it does, although it does what I'd argue is most of the fun stuff that we can do with computers. So maybe uh, give us a a little bit of an example of what Amazon Lumberyard is for.
1: So uh, Lumberyard is a video game engine, but I'm going to assume that uh, not all listeners are familiar with game development. So uh, a game engine is basically the software platform on top of which you build games, and it comes with uh, the editor and all the tools that enable developers to create and assemble content, assets, and game logic into what will eventually be a game. So Lumberyard is a AAA game engine. AAA in the, in the, in the industry means for, made for high-end games that are large high-end games, but it, is, it also supports uh, all the mobile platforms uh, and such. Uh, so it's developed by Amazon and our special sauce is, as one could expect, uh, what we call being a cloud-forward. So our integration with AWS and the cloud is meant to be the catalyst of innovation, efficiency, and, uh, and large, uh, large-scale ambitions.
0: Uh, Absolutely. It's, it's, it's a classic thing that when people are building games, you know, the, they want them to go big. <laughs> and with the, in the mobile world, they go super big. And that's, that's a great thing, but also has caused pain in the past in terms of scaling. So I think L- Lumberyard goes a long way to help with that.
1: Exactly. So Lumbiard is the, the engine that we use for our internal games because Amazon has Amazon Game Studios as well. But it's also available for free for any, any developer who wants to use it. Uh, the only cost is the standard price for AWS services for the ones you choose to use, if you choose to use any.
0: Fantastic. And on that topic, we've got someone from Amazon Polly and someone from Amazon Lumberyard in the same room. And I'm guessing this is not the first time this has happened. So how is Polly working with Lumberyard to make gaming more interesting?
2: That's a great question, Simon. So Amazon Polly is the uh, Texas to speech service and we use it for a lot of different use cases. And uh, in the gaming space, when you've got characters in a game, uh, you may find that you have a number of different characters that each have different voices and, uh, and so text-to-speech is one way to generate those voices on the fly. And that allows game developers to test out their applications to, uh, quickly and easily modify the text, uh, or the things that those characters are going to say in a given context in the game. And it, uh, it facilitates that, it facilitates that development process whereby characters can be voiced, uh, using different voices from a text-to-speech service. They can have, um, each character can have a different voice, they can have different uh, intonations, um, and, uh, and it allows the, the game developer the option to uh, to build out that, uh, that platform leveraging text-to-speech, which is a, a far more affordable and easier to, to develop uh, service than going straight to a, a voice actor who might uh, eventually have to voice the, uh, the final product.
0: So this really means that you've got more flexibility in terms of both the, the selection of voices you need and I'm guessing also the languages. So, so maybe, um, uh, Felix, if you can talk to some of those challenges around gaming in an international context and how Amazon Poly fits into that.
1: Um, well, the challenge in voices is not only localization and all, but people tend to assume that people would build games just like – we, we're going to build games in the same sequence that the story is, uh, the story unfolds. Right. But that's not how it happens at all. I mean, all the pieces are moving at the same time. So the level in the world are being built. Uh, the characters are being uh, developed. Uh, they're going to, there's going to be multi, multiple iterations on them. Uh, the animation for the characters, including the facial animation and the lip sync and everything that is audio related, like has a big part to play in the whole, uh, stitching of the, of the game together. Uh, obviously, uh, I mean, most developers will develop the game in one language, but uh, will so, have But like uh, Robin was mentioning, having uh, a powerful uh, text-to-speech uh, functionality like that, especially with the high-quality voices and the, uh, the feature, the speech marks that enable this feature to generate the lip sync on the fly, so you can really get uh, an impression of what uh, the ambience of your game. Uh, is, is is the story interesting? Uh, like, is it gonna is it gonna work as well in uh, in Italian, for instance, or in other languages where some words might be, might be longer? I mean, we're gonna shoot a full cinematic, and then the character at some point starts walking. This is all pre pre baked, if you want. So maybe that in another, in another language, you, you you're trying to say the same thing, but then the the the, the character just turns it back its back on the other character and just leaves because I mean. Uh, Uh, The duration for all the the content that has to be said is in the same.
0: And that's, these are some of these sort of fiendishly difficult challenges that people have when they're trying to, um, to build games. How hard is it to get the lip sync working using Amazon Poly and Amazon Lumbia?
1: It was, uh, it was very easy, to be honest. Uh, we were, I mean, uh, Poly uh, was revealed at ReInvent uh, late in 2016, and very early in uh, 2017, end of February, we were showcasing the uh, animated avatars at the Game Developers co- Conference with uh, a proof of concept that we did using the speech marks to to animate, and the quality is surprisingly good, especially when you would like. Uh, um, uh, Robin was saying when you combine it with another facial expression. So the demo that we did at GDC was, uh, basically we had uh, somebody in the audience. I was on stage talking to this digital av- avatar, this, this animated character, and, uh, it was being controlled by another guy, Thomas Conti, who was, uh, in the audience, uh, on a Twitch chat channel. So everything he typed on the Twitch chat would be repeated by the avatar. Um, but yeah, to answer your, your initial question. 50 lines of code 100
0: <laughs> that, that's not a lot of code
1: <laughs> well providing that you have a game engine that has all the functionalities such as animating characters and uh, rendering them and uh, so yeah okay maybe a couple thousand <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's, yeah exactly you gotta you gotta start with a good base and uh robin where do you see poly evolving in terms of the gaming space in the future
2: well, the, the speech marks, I think, is the, the first big step for us because that allows us to, to work hand in hand with, uh, organizations such as Lumberyard to allow these avatars to, to have a visual component. Um, and so just to dive into that just a little bit, what the speech marks does is when you make a request for text to speech, uh, the speech marks feature allows you to also get the metadata that tells you when certain words, sentences, SSML tags and most importantly, visemes begin and end. And, and visemes are essentially the, uh, the facial equivalents of sounds. So, uh, when you have a certain sound that's being pronounced by the text-to-speech engine, that corresponds to a certain facial movement that would be the, say, the lip movement to form a P or a B versus an F versus an S or a D or, or a vowel sound. And so that feature allows you to synchronize the, uh, the speech that is being spoken by the, by the voice along with the, the facial movements that are on the, the avatar in, in the game. So that's really the, the first big step. I think what, what comes next is an evolution of features that, that continue to enhance the, the emotional capability of the voices. And, uh, and for us, we see that as a, as a great opportunity and a, and a great challenge. And, and I look forward to, to all that's to come because if you think about a, Uh, A AAA game, it's got the full range of emotions for a given character. So you can have, uh, in any given story, you can have characters who are in sort of a a neutral type of emotion, to ecstatic and happy, to sad, to angry, to hurt, to tired, uh, every possible emotion. And so the challenge for us is how do we continually evolve the the text-of-speech offering such that we release more and more flexibility for gamers to continually enhance the uh, the voices such that they they work hand in hand with the expected and, and desired emotions that the characters will have in the game. So for us, we see this as the beginning of a long journey, uh, as we continue to to work closely with gamers to uh, to enable them to have uh, better and higher quality voices with more and more range of emotion.
0: And it is that classic uh, virtuous cycle here, where you know Poly improves, then Lumbyard uses Poly, then Lumbyard pushes the the envelope, then Poly improves again, and vice versa. It's that that really nice relationship. So, you know, as games get even more immersive and almost more movie like, uh, the sky's the limit, really, isn't it?
1: It's been a it's been a great collaboration so far. Uh, um- and if I may relate it to the next big step in games, I mean, there's a big buzz around uh, procedural AI and procedural uh, narrative storytelling and all that stuff. And the barrier is always the same. It's natural language. I, and I think like Polly is like, it's not the first step. It's a first leap into the, the, the right direction.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, Robin, thanks so much for joining us today.
2: My pleasure. Thank you, Simon.
0: And Felix, thank you for joining.
2: Thank you very much.
0: And thank you for listening. As ever, we love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com. And until next time, keep on building.